Who are some Arizona State Sun Devil vets who need to step up this year and embrace a leadership role? We're going to talk about that on today's edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on and welcome back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you'd like to check us out in a visual platform. But wherever you do get your podcast, go ahead and make sure you hit the follow or subscribe button and turn on those notifications so that you never miss an episode that we drop talking about your Arizona State Sun Devils. Guys, let's go ahead and jump into today's conversation. Who needs to step up this year? And I don't mean statistically. I don't mean production-wise. I mean veteran leadership. What Sun Devils really need to step into a big-time role for the team and just need, need to be the cornerstones and the pillars of strength of the team? Like I said, this isn't talking about statistical output. This isn't talking about putting on the film, Okay. This is talking about the guys who are going to rally the troops and who are going to essentially be the voices of the locker room, so to speak. I have five guys in mind who I want to see embrace that leadership kind of role for the team. Now, there are a handful of other guys that I want to mention real quick before we hop into the five. Some of the guys off the top of my head, I like Cam Johnson, the wide receiver from Vanderbilt. To embrace a leadership role, I'm not placing it a lot on him because this is his first year with the team and he is a transfer guy, but he is a four-year player coming from Vanderbilt and the SEC and was a starter for the Commodores. So I think that Cam Johnson could find himself in a role that's very pivotal for the team. He's one of the guys I'll be looking at. Uh, offensive lineman Ben Scott will be another guy that I'm interested in seeing take a step forward, not only in, in his play, he is a very quality player, but I, I do want to see him take another step forward as well for the team. Corey Bethley, another guy who I'm looking forward to this year. He's one of the guys I'm most excited about. I would love to see him really step up and take control of the secondary because there, there's a lot of change going on in that secondary. And I do like Jordan Clark and I do like the Markham brothers, but I think that a guy who actually has seen the field, you know, for the vast majority of his career, instead of rotational rows, roles, excuse me, like the like the three guys I just mentioned, I do think that that'll be a big deal. I think Bethley could end up being the most important player in the secondary. And then last but not least, I do want to mention some of the other transfers who could find their way into a more important role, like a Nesta Jade Silvera, I think could be another veteran on that defensive line. Taking a look now at the five that I have mentioned, the first one I'm going to take a look at here is Brian Thompson, the wide receiver, going into his second year with the Sun Devils after transferring from Utah a year ago. I do really believe that Thompson needs to find a way to be the leader in that wide receiver room. You know, following the departure of Ricky Pearsall, there's not necessarily a guy right now who you look at and you're like, yeah, nope, he is, he is the number one receiver. And he's going to be the most relied upon guy. But I do think that that is wide open. And Cam Johnson, one of the guys I just mentioned, could definitely find himself in that role. 
But for right now, I'm going to go with the guy who is going into his second year with the team, not his first year with the team, and a guy who has the most experience out of all the receivers on the roster. You know, I, I want to see Andre Johnson take a step forward. I want to see Chad Johnson Jr. get involved. I want to see Elijah Badger capitalize on the flashes that he showed during the spring practices. But I am going to be looking at the guy who's got four years of playtime experience under his belt. And he just, he really needs to embrace a much larger role this year. He doesn't really have a choice because Ricky Pearsall is gone. Curtis Hodges is gone. Johnny Wilson is gone. uh, uh, LV Bunkley Shelton is gone. All the receivers who were ahead of him last year are no longer with the team for one reason or another. But this this essentially is going to put a lot of onus and maybe even a lot of pressure on Brian Thompson to step up. Now, remember, I've, I've talked about this before. He has deep threat and big playability. He was he was well over uh, 20 yards of catch during his stint with the Utah Utes. However, he dropped down to a flat 10 yards of catch last year. He had 13 catches for 130 yards and zero touchdowns. That's just not going to cut it. You need Brian Thompson to really step into and, like like I said, just word of the day, embrace a prominent role with the team, especially in that wide receiver core. So I'm going to be counting on Brian Thompson this year to really become and blossom into the team's number one receiver. He doesn't need to be a true X, okay? He doesn't need to be an NFL wide receiver he doesn't need to be a thousand yard guy. He doesn't need to be a hundred catches, 10 touchdowns. We're not asking that out of him. Instead, what I'm going to be looking for here is a guy who I can rely on when I need a first down. I want to see the guy who I can take the shot downfield with because those are two very important pieces of the offense. Those are, ironically enough, both roles that Ricky Pearsall filled for the team last year. You know, Pearsall was so important to the team's success when they needed that guy to make a play for them. He showed off the ability to stretch the field occasionally, not that he was an elite deep threat the way that Brian Thompson could be, but he showed that he could do it. More than anything, he was just, when you needed that safety blanket guy, that was Brian Thompson. And I'm hoping that he can step into that role this year, right? He's got to display the reliability with his hands. He needs to be a smart player, a a great route runner, this, that, and the other. He just essentially, he needs to take all his experience and really just put it all together for what could be his last season. I'm not sure if he has another year of eligibility. I assume not, but I've been wrong before. But he needs to find a way to take all of his experience and all of his talent and put it into one year. And if for no other reason than just because the receivers behind him don't have that experience, Cam Johnson's the closest guy. And again, he's going into his first year with the team. Thompson's been here. This is the second season now. Okay. And none of the receivers behind him have even remotely the same amount of experience and playtime that he has. So he needs to be, he needs to be a leader for the team when I'm looking at the passing game. That's that's where I start, is taking a look at him. Let's go ahead and hop into our first break. When we return, 
we're going to go ahead and continue our conversation about the guys who need to step into veteran roles this year. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You know how our friends are built are always coming out with amazing new flavors. Well, this time built has truly outdone themselves with their mud pie flavor. If you like mud pies, then you're going to love it. But if you're not sure what a mud pie is, it's, it's, it, it's just lots of chocolate. So if you're a chocolate fan, you're going to love this. A mud pie bar is rich whipped cream, chocolate mousse smothered in hundred percent real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumbles. You've got to try the mud pie as soon as possible, and you need to hurry because the mud pie bar and the mud pie puff are only available for a limited time. Visit Built.com to take advantage of the deliciousness for yourself. And if you're not convinced, well, luckily we saved the best for last because it's actually good for you. Seriously, all Built's products are low in calorie, high in protein, and low in sugar. The mud pie is packed with 16 grams of protein and only 150 calories and 8 grams of sugar. It's like your mom baked the most deliciously creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up just for you. Mud pie bars and puffs are available at Built.com right now, but they're going fast because they're so delicious. Like all Built bars, again, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, which means they're healthy and tasty. What's best about Built is that their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new Mud Pie Built Bar and Built Puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or you just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Chocolate mousse, whipped cream, cookies and cream crumble. Stop drooling and get yourself an order right now from Built.com. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And again, thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. We have an important favor to ask you as we've put together a survey so that we can learn more about our listeners like you and make your favorite Locked on podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about the Locked on podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win $100 on Ticketmaster gift cards. There will be 10 of these $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, again, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Again, thank you guys so much for your help. Let's go ahead and hop back into our conversation now about Arizona State Sun Devils who need to step into a leadership role for the team I I had a hard time coming up with who I was going to put number four and who I was going to put number three. Ultimately, my number three is going to be the guy with the more experience. So my number four guy here is going to be Emery Jones. Now, Emery is in a situation where he's coming into the program as a first-year guy. He does not have a, a complete, full grasp on what's going on because he missed the spring practice sessions and he's, he's going to have to do a lot of work on his own. He's going to have to take a lot more time out of, out of his own hands to learn the playbook, schedule meetings with his receivers in order to build that chemistry, you know, this, that, and the other, it's going to be on Emory Jones to do that for himself and therefore for the team. 
But the reason why he's on here, despite the fact that he's a first-year guy, is because of the position he plays. Emory Jones is the quarterback. The quarterback, as we all know, is the most important position in football. It's more important than the wide receivers, the offensive line, any position on the defense, or your skill position, guys. It's all on the quarterback. He's going to be the guy who leads the offense, very literally. He's going to be the guy who's touching the ball on every single play, very literally. So I need Emory Jones to embrace a starting role this year. I need him to come in from day one and be the best player on offense. It's going to be up to him to be the guy who really powers a brand new run game. I love the guys we have. I love Zazavian Valaday. I love Daniel Nagata. I, I really like the upside of Deontay Elliott and the potential of Tevin White. I think this is a very good backfield. But Emory Jones is a dynamic runner. And because of that, I need him to step into the role for the team to be the face of the run game. And then not only that, but the quarterback's job is to throw the ball, right? So I need Emory Jones to be a good thrower of the football. He doesn't have the most experienced weapons in the world. I do think that Brian Thompson could step into a bigger role. I really like the Cam Johnson ad. I think that he could be a really good security blanket for you. I'm really hoping Andre Johnson takes a step forward. I hope Elijah Badger capitalizes on a good spring practice. And I really want to see Chad Johnson Jr. on the field. The tight ends, you know, uh, Messiah Swinson is the dude that we're all excited about because he's built like a Greek god. But he, it's going to be on Emery to really bring these guys up and make them better than what they are. And that's not slandering these guys at all. Because I think that all of them have the potential to be good players for this offense. And I think some of these guys could blossom into very talented role players for the team. So that's kind of where I'm at with the passing offense. And it, it's it's really going to be Emery's job to make everyone better around him. He he needs to make the run game better and he needs to make the passing game better. It's going to be on Emery to be that leader. Third guy, I'm going Ladarius Henderson on the offensive line. Henderson is the most experienced guy coming back this year. He's going to be playing on the interior more than likely while there, there's tons of shuffling throughout the offensive line. Uh, him and Ben Scott are going to be the two most veteran players here. And you're going to be trying to figure, figure out a good shuffle for the beginning of the year and kind of play around with it. You know, we're, we don't really know how the offensive line is going to mesh together after losing Kellen Deesh, after losing Donovan West. It's going to be a lot of playing around with it, seeing what works, what doesn't work. Well, this is where I need Ladarius Henderson to step up. I need him, I need him to be the best offensive lineman by a lot. It's going to be on him, it, okay? It's just, it, it's the way it has to be. When you're the best guy there, and not only that, but you have the most experience and the most play time, and you've been with the program the longest, that's where you need to really embrace this role. It's going to be on him to be the Kellen Deesh and the Donovan West this year. I think that Henderson if he has a good enough season, is going to generate some NFL conversation. And if he wants to do that, then he really just needs to be the absolute focal point and the, the definitive anchor of this offensive line. I think he's more than capable of doing that. So we'll see. You know, I think that, I think that Henderson is going to have a lot of pressure on him, right, wrong, or indifferent. I think that Henderson is going to need 
to understand how important and how pivotal his role is going to be. The other facet that goes into this, this is a new backfield behind him completely. He's got a new quarterback. He needs to make sure his quarterback is comfortable so that he can truly take the leadership role that I am placing on him. You know, Emory Jones is only going to be as good as his offensive line is going to be in front of him. I feel like Emory can elevate the talent of the playmakers he has, but it's going to be pivotal that he has an offensive line that can provide good protection for him. That falls on Henderson because if Henderson's playing good, I think that there's a chance that the rest of the guys get brought up around him. I think that Henderson can definitely find a way to make the guys around him better by setting the example. So Henderson coming in at number three for me, he's going to be the leader of the offensive line and he's going to be one of the most pivotal players for the offense as a whole. We're going to hop into our final break. When we return, we're going to finish up with the two guys who are going to be the most important veteran leaders for this team. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. And one more time, thank you guys so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, and the draft experts of the Locked on NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. Hopping back into our conversation. <laughs> Woo! Excuse me. Hopping back into our conversation now for the Sun Devils who really need to embrace a full-time leadership role for the team. I'm going to talk about them both at the same time. If you know anything about the program, you know that this is going to be a very obvious pick for who I have here. Kyle Soley and Merlin Robertson. Not a surprise. Going into their fifth year with the program, Robertson, who has been a starter since day one, Soli, who got the most amount of playing time he's seen in his career this past season. They're both back with the program. They are both going to be in the biggest position here to skyrocket their chances of making it to the pros. You know, Robertson was a guy who was getting some hype over the course of this past year. Solely, if he's able to have another productive season, who knows? Maybe he can start getting a little bit of attention. I'm not guaranteeing anything by any stretch of the imagination. But they have a chance to start that conversation. The biggest way they can do that, not even box score. Obviously, teams are going to be looking at the tackle numbers. They're going to be looking at the sacks and the turnovers. But they're also going to be looking for guys who know how to take control of the locker room. When I'm looking at these guys, I'm looking at the fact that they're linebackers. They're playing in the middle of the defense. Therefore, they're the equivalent of the quarterback on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to be calling out the plays. They're going to need to be in the film room a lot. I want to see them calling out the offensive formations, identifying schemes. Who's the primary going to be? Is it going to be a run or a pass? Is this an RPL? What's the quarterback like? What are his tendencies? What's what's the standard route tree? Do they like to run it outside? Do they like to run it inside? They need to be all over that because there's so much turnover on the defensive side of the ball. It's a brand new secondary. The uh, defensive line, excuse me, needs needs a lot of experience because there's very few guys who have significant playing time. They're, they're going to be three linebackers, 
Okay. Connor Soley seems like the guy who's going to get the second most time. And yes, he's related to Kyle. It's going to be so important though, that Kyle Soley and Merlin Robertson find ways to be the captains on the defense, call everything out, set everyone up so that they understand their assignments and everyone knows what's going on. Keep in mind, you're also dealing with a new defensive staff coming in. Antonio Pierce is gone. He's not your defensive coordinator anymore. They're going to need to understand this playbook as quickly as possible so that they can set everybody else up. Because not only do you have a lot of young guys, you have a lot of transfers coming in too, especially in the secondary. There, There's a lot of new moving pieces that are coming into this defense. So you need, it's, it, it is the biggest necessity because the offense has the potential, right? The defense we're very curious about. Can we find a way to be, you know, just as good as last year? Could we be better? Or are we going to be a doormat? It's going to be on them to figure that out. And now taking a look a little more specifically at Merlin Robertson here, because I am going to put the most onus on him. Of my five guys I named, five, four, three, two, one, in order of accordance, Merlin Robertson is at the top. The reason why is he is a fifth-year player with four years of starting experience. This is the guy. This is the most established player on the Arizona State Sun Devils roster right now. He is going to be in a Chase Lucas type role where he is a fifth year guy who is going to be really far up there for Arizona State in terms of career starts. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to pass Chase Lucas, but it wouldn't surprise me if he does. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he ends up becoming the second most guy. I can't remember who is currently second. I can't remember who Chase Lucas passed. So don't quote me on that. But I do know that Chase is number one for a fact. And I do know that Robertson has a chance to be number two, maybe even number one. But because of that, because of the fact of how long he's been with the team, it's on him. He has got to be the guy in the locker room. This is the coach on the field. This is the person who's going to rally the troops on the sideline. You know, offense just went down and scored. It's time for the defense to get a stop in order to hold the lead. Robertson's the one I want on the sideline screaming at everyone. Rob, defense gets, gets a stop, and they give the offense an opportunity to go down and take the lead late in the game. I want Robertson to be the guy who's hyping up the offense. I want him to be the one who's, you know, slapping helmets and screaming and excited. You know, the passion. I want to see the passion coming out of him. I want him to be the guy who we look at and we're like, you know what? Merlin Robertson, man, he's he's the heart and soul of this Arizona State Sun Devils team. It could very well be on Robertson to be the best player for the Sun Devils, both as a leader and as a statistical guy in the box score, he could be the reason we win and lose games. I truly, truly believe that Robertson's role with the team is going to be beyond pivotal for the success of Arizona State this year. And the best part, I think he can do it. I really, really, truly believe in Merlin Robertson this year. I think that 
He is a strong leader, and I think he's a good ball player. I like, I love Merlin Robertson heading into this year. He is my number one guy. I'm looking at him the most to be the leader of my team. That's going to go ahead and wrap up this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, this podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you would like to see us in a visual platform, but wherever you do get your podcast, make sure that you hit the like, subscribe button, and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we put out new content. Also, if you're on Twitter, make sure you hit me with that follow at RichieBrads36, and you can follow the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. But until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.